just reach out. You try to be brave, pretend there's nothing wrong. But you need a little help, child, to make you feel strong. You know, lots of people love you. So there you go. I'm John Kane, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Tuesday, December 31st. Many consider this the end of the year, and uh, going in past midnight will be the start of the new year, and we'll talk about that. But while this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage, and in some cases, start conversations. We don't do prayers or buffalo speeches. We take a tough look at history, oppression, survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity. We may step on a few toes along the way, but our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that's heaped upon us. And we do it all right here from the Cataraugus Territory of the Seneca Nation. So let's talk native. But first, let me remind people that our audio streams on our streams live on our website, which is letstalknative.com. We stream video of the show on our Facebook group pages via Facebook Live. We take the audio and we put it up as a podcast on, our, on SoundCloud. And we take the video and we put it up on our YouTube channel, which is Let's Talk Native TV. So uh, search us on uh, on the podcast on your your favorite podcast platform. Just search for Let's Talk Native Podcast by John. Uh, Let's Talk Native with John Kane Podcast, and uh, look for our videos on our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Native TV. We're also on Instagram at Let's Talk Native TV, and we are on Twitter at Let's Talk Native. I'm the host of the show, and I'm joined here in studio by Jake Proud, who's managing our audio and our video. Um, Look, I, I, today is the day that many people celebrate. Uh, but as I indicated in my last show, sometimes the end of the year is tough for people. Not just December, but I worry about people putting significance to a, to a calendar date, especially people who are struggling. I opened up with the, the, the show with Murray Porter's uh, song that addresses suicide, uh, Don't Let Go. Because my fear is that people come to the end of the year and they and they and they put such a significance to this artificial these artificial dates look my new year started 11 days ago i turned 60 years old on the 20th so that starts my new cycle around the uh, around the earth i'm other cultures look at the uh, the um the solstice or the equinox or, or whatever uh to, to track when when a year starts and when it ends you know as my good friend ed schindler used to say every time he'd see somebody he always said good morning because every moment was the start of a, of a new day, was, was the beginning of something. So people who are struggling, whether it's depression or substance abuse or um, whether it's clinically diagnosed depression or whether you're just sad. I, you know, I, I just, I want people to, to, to hold on. You know, like, like Murray says in the song, don't let go. And, and I, I think it's really important that we don't put significance to like i said arbitrary days assigned to a calendar or a clock or a hot or somebody's idea of what a holiday is supposed to be look i realize that many people are going to celebrate today and some people are going to celebrate in ways that are <laughs> patently unhealthy um uh, I, I go think about my my friends you know back uh back in Lunawage who used to shoot their rifles across the river 
And those bullets land places. <laughs> you know, uh, I think about you know the alcohol consumption and the drug abuse and drug use and 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 just the celebration in general. Look, celebration celebrating is fine. And if you join in with the masses and just, and decide that this is going to be the the night that you ring in a new year because the calendar says so, then then by all means do it. But if you look at this day as a day that you know you can assign some significance to to some fatal act then then i ask you to take a pause and and to think about it and look part of what what brings me to to talking about this issue is is a young life that was lost the day before christmas you know, december 24th uh, kelly fraser who was a young she's only 26 years old you know a, um uh, a young girl a woman i should say who uh was really um, writing a musical career, and she was having some success, and and that's tough. It's tough to have success as a native artist because we don't have this huge population base to you know to uh, support. We've got to cross over, and so for somebody like Kelly, uh, who who like like Jeff Doreen, um, put a lot of emphasis on using language, native language, in her music. That's a, that's a limited market. And although she was nominated for a Juno Award and she was um, in the process of trying to do her third album, I know artists in particular struggle with, with all kinds of issues, substance abuse issues, depression, all kinds of stuff. Part of that creative process, almost it's almost a requirement to have a certain level of psychosis, I guess. Um, and, I, and I'm not saying this to condemn artists. I, I just think this is... It ties into the to the creative process, the highs and the lows, the you know the the manic moments and you know and, and the whole bit, you know. And so, but this but Kelly took her life, and you know when the news of her of her passing first came around, you know, I think people wondered, you know, geez, was there a substance abuse issue? Was there this? Was there that? And so when you learn that a young person who has been struggling with some mental health issues takes their life and and that you and you juxtapose that against other lives lost. My good friend Ben Carnes, struggling with uh, with cancer, who you know laid his life out on the line with with treatment to to be cured. So you look at one person who struggles and uh, and ta- and takes makes that decision to to take their life, and others who are struggling. To hang on to, I lost my, my son-in-law in, in the month of December. Uh, the 18th of December was the is the anniversary of his passing. So, for many people who see a a suicide or or a drug overdose as a selfish act, because they have a loved one who is struggling to to maintain some you know to, to restore some health. You know, I, I realize the, the tension that that's created by by these two things being juxtaposed, but I don't look at at suicide as a particularly selfish act. It's it's a, it's a struggle. It's a mental health issue, and and I think we need to do as much as possible, whether it's our children, our friends, our neighbors, our loved ones, or whether it's a complete stranger. Yeah, you know, I think we have to show more compassion, and I think we have to give encouragement. You know, it's real easy for us as as we go about our lives and we we celebrate our good days and we uh, we can be oblivious to the people who are struggling every single day. And you know, I don't want to turn somebody's New Year's Eve celebration into 
you know, into a, a somber occasion necessarily. But I'm struggling with the with, with the loss of a friend and and the loss of a complete stranger. And and I, I think it's important that 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 we we think about those who are struggling. And and we're all struggling to live. Even those who are battling with substance abuse or, or, or suicidal thoughts or whatever else, we are struggling. We're all struggling to live, whether we're fighting a, a disease like cancer or diabetes or, or whatever. So it's a battle that we're, that we're all engaged in. And, and it's not a, a battle without um, rest. But, but as Native people, we do. We, we have historical trauma. And, you know, and of course, I'm, I'm always talking about history and I'm talking about some of the things that our people have gone through and, and are going through. So I'm particularly aware of some of the struggles. And the feedback that I get a lot of times is, well, just get over it. You know, you guys, you're always living in the past and, and that kind of stuff. Look, the reason that I address some of the issues that I address is because I think people have to be aware of them. And, and we, there's a certain pride we should take in, not just surviving, but persevering. <laughs> I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I know this um, talk of suicide on a New Year's Eve show may seem like a, like a strange topic to pick up. But it's, as the, as the day wore on, and the more I thought of, you know, again, my, you know, my friend Ben Carnes and my, uh, and, and, you know, Kelly Fraser, who I became aware of, you know, through Native American Music Awards and uh, Ellen Bellow uh, posted uh, when the news of her passing a few you know a few days ago, and of course then then I look at the other significance. I mean, you know, Kelly Fraser takes her life on the, the day before Christmas. The day after Christmas is the anniversary of an execution where thirty eight people are, have their lives taken from them. And and again, I'm juxtaposing some of this death, you know. Um, Again, the death of a of a friend in Ben Carnes, and and I'm trying to reconcile it all, and it's and it's irreconcilable. I mean, you you can't you know put it all together. But but I felt like on this day, while people are celebrating, I know there are people who are struggling. I mean, even as I'm passing people today, ah, oh, what are you doing tonight? Ah, nothing. I'm staying home, and 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 that's okay. But I know some people stay home because they're lonely. And, and I and I I know some people, you know, have to weigh it out whether it's whether it's worth it to celebrate because celebrations can go so so wrong sometimes. There's there's risk associated with them. So while I'm not asking people to go out and celebrate tonight, I am asking people who do go out and celebrate to be careful. And I'm not asking anybody to to add any special significance to this date. It is look it's. A calendar is a made up is, is a man made creation. It's not like solstice or or equinox or the day that you're born. You know these these days mean something. But a calendar, you know, that's just something that the masses seem to agree upon as a as a way to chart days. But is today really the end of a year? Only on a calendar. And like I said, we all we all come into the world on on our own days. And we all go out on our own days. I'm also, you know, since, since I am talking about these, you know, death, I guess, I also don't subscribe to the notion that the creator only gave us a certain number of days and that it was predetermined at our birth. I don't believe that. 
And, and if anybody tells you that, challenge it. Because I refuse to accept that the day that, that, that it's predestined, the day that I'm going to die. So whether I take my life or whether I you know, overdose or whether I get hit by a truck, it was going to happen that day anyway? No, I, I, don't, I don't believe that. So when I tell people, don't let go, I'm saying it because I don't believe that, that your days have been predetermined. And if you can push past the tough days, if you, if you can push through the things that you struggle with, whether it's, you know, again, whether it's uh, clinically diagnosed depression, whether it's, you know, a substance abuse problem, whether it's, a, it's an argument, a fight, uh, you know, with a loved one, your, your relationship. You know, when, when my daughters in particular, when they were young, one, one daughter in particular, I used to tell her, you know, the things that you think are so significant today, when you look back a few days after, once you get through, the, through this cloud, through this storm, you realize that it wasn't that significant. But, man, the things that you face on a day-to-day basis, the things that you look at in front of you right now, can seem life-altering. They can seem, they can seem life-ending. I know many Native people struggle with suicidal thoughts. And a lot of times it's tied to substance abuse. And, and it's tied to the stuff that we're, 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 that's heaped upon us every single day. Racism. You know, poverty, um, you know, struggle, you know, our, our social interactions, all of it. History, uh, intergenerational trauma. There's a lot of reasons to be down. But there's a lot of reasons, like I said, like, like my buddy Ed Schindler says, he says good morning. Because every day, every moment is, is, a, is a day to start over again, is a moment to start over again. So whether you look at, January 1st is the start of a new year. I'm saying every moment is the start. It can be the start of a, of a new year for everybody, for anybody. So my hope is that whether you're celebrating the ending of 2019 and the starting of 2020, or whether you're like me, you had a birthday recently, so you're, you're in your new cycle around the sun, as they say, um, or whether you just pick today is going to be the day regardless of the the calendar or whether it's tomorrow or whether it's a week from now you pick that day to say you know what i'm i'm dusting myself off and i'm, and I'm, I'm moving forward I'm, i just encourage people there's a we face a lot of challenges every day we face a lot of challenges every year 2019 was was a uh, you know like many other years look i we, i saw loved ones that were pa- that passed away i i, I saw friends Pass away. Lost my good friend uh, Veronica Papineau. I mean, this. But I also, you know, see young people coming into the world. I also see people working hard. You know, uh, when we go to break at the bottom of the hour, we're going to play another "Dark Water Rising" song uh, featuring Charlie Lowry. Charlie is, uh, is you know, is just, you know. Uh, She's a life that you see, and and when you hear her song, you hear her voice, you you know she she seems she seems like she's celebrating life all the time, and yet she's struggling. She needs a kidney transplant, and so you know a, a transplant she got nine years ago is is finally you know uh, failing, and so she she needs a new kidney. So she's been struggling for this year, you know, going through dialysis I think three times a week or whatever, and. So 2020 is a year that I hope Charlie Lowry sees a new kidney. I hope P. 
people who are struggling with with any number of things you know whether it's you know loneliness depression health issues substance abuse i i've got many friends you know that i that i've come to know on facebook and look for all the battles that we fight we fight these battles with an expectation that we will that we will see some positive change whether it's the mascot issue as i wear one of my mascot shirts today whether it's a mascot issue, whether it's environmentalist, we are fighting stuff just to, for the, you know, you know, for the sake of fighting. We're we're fighting to improve things, and you know, one of the my last show, um, live show in New York, you know, my co-host Shawnee Rice, she she seemed to, you know, she struggled with the idea that there is so much bad out there that it can be, as she called it, soul crushing. But you, we have to remain optimistic. And I don't mean that, that we have to for the sake of doing it, but it's what we work for because we do have children. Even even people who, who have struggled with the idea of bringing a child into the world today, we still have nieces, we have nephews. We have, you know, the, uh, the children of our, our, of our friends and family. So we know whether we decide to bring a child into the world, there are children coming into the world and we have a responsibility to them. So whether we try to, uh, you know, figure out how to respond to climate change. You know, look, I'm, I'm one of the ones who, who suggests it's probably too late to try to stop cl- the climate from changing. I think we're, we, I think we've gone off that cliff, but we have to prepare for it. We have to prepare for how we deal with the, with the social interactions, the, the social tensions, the conflicts, the global conflicts, how we're going to deal with, with, you know, the, uh, the very real potential for, for an economic crisis. But out of chaos is not just opportunity, but renewal. So in spite of the challenges that we, we saw through, <laughs> through this last year, politics, you know, conflicts, war, um, all of it, we, and we're going to see more of it going forward. Uh, uh, extreme weather, uh, weather situations. You know, look, every every time I, I feel like I you know, I'm finally leveling off in some level, level I'm gonna have a car breakdown or you know, an appliance breaks down or something like that. And and you know, look, I, I live check to check. I live I live week week to week. But you know what? I look at every every new week, every new month as an opportunity to to do something. And and the reason for doing this show is to encourage conversations that will encourage action, positive action. Not just fighting for the sake of fighting. And I don't mean fighting to tear something down. I mean fighting to build something up. So, so one of the messages that I have, and, and again, I opened up with Murray Porter's uh, song dedicated towards uh, suicide prevention, is don't let go. You know, and I don't mean don't let go of your, your responsibilities, but don't let go of your life. Hold on. I mean, uh, talk to somebody. <laughs> like Murray says, I mean, we, even if it's somebody you, you don't necessarily think that, that you can talk to, I, I think we have to um, reach out to each other. And I think we have to uh, take the steps to build something. And, you know, as we, when we do the Ohundo Gurriwa Dekwa or the Gununyok, the whole idea behind that, those words we say before all else, is to, reaffirm the relationships that we can sometimes forget 
And these relationships are, are important. Not just our relationship to creation, but the relationship to each other. And I don't mean just family. Look, when, when I talk about our relationship to creation, as, as a Native person, I, gotta, I have to acknowledge that, look, there's a lot of white people in my world. And I have to understand what my relationship with, with even people who may be my adversaries. I have to understand that relationship and how to interact with them. You know, how to confront them, but also how to convince them, how to, you know, you know, assert, you know, my identity without trying to crush theirs. And, and that can be a challenge. Look, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a person uh, whose nature is, is to confront a conflict. And that confrontation can sometimes seem aggressive or mean or mean spirited. And, and I, while I don't mean it to be, and of course, when we post things on Facebook or on Twitter, words lack emotion when they when they're just printed on a on a uh, screen. So sometimes you have to explain it. I I got into a bit of a, a conflict with somebody who who misunderstood a post that I put up when I was suggesting when I was trying to suggest the problem with with white men decide, determining uh, what a woman's reproductive rights should be. I made the comment that men are responsible uh, are. Pro- are primarily responsible for unwanted pregnancies. And and I said and it's men, white men in particular, who are the loudest voices trying to trying to determine a, a woman's reproductive rights. That got interpreted that I was saying white men were responsible for uh you know, were disproportionately responsible for uh unwanted pregnancies. And I, and I don't know that I don't know that that they are or they aren't. But that was my point. My point was if you look at the the makeup of the the power base in the in the United States, Congress, Senate, the House, the, you know the the presidential cabinet and uh, and and staff, it's a lot of white people, and it's white men who represent the evangelical right, and so, but these words sometimes can get jumbled up when you when you put a, a, a put a post up there, and and so, uh, almost goes without saying, a, a white guy got really offended because he thought I was being racist, and I wasn't. I, it's just a matter of fact that. White men are trying to determine a woman's reproductive rights more so than anybody else. And, and that's, so I had, but I offered clarity and, and my explanation, you know, solved that potential conflict. But I do address racism. And, and, and in fact, what ruffled the guy's feathers, uh, I, I went back to it. I said, but the truth of the matter is, since white people represent 53% of the population in the United States, there are more white unwanted pregnancies than any other than, than than any other group of people. I mean, that's just a matter of numbers. I mean, black people represent thirteen percent. You can you can be sure that, in spite of the fact, you know, whether you think that you know, proportionally, uh, you know, and and a lot of these bad stats do heap up on people of color, native people, black people, pe- you know, brown people. But the total numbers, uh, people who are on welfare and social assistance, most of most of those people who are collecting. Who, who are affected by uh, Donald Trump's uh, cut in food stamps are white people. And I know, you know, most white people would love to think that it's all, it's all those black people collecting food stamps. No, it isn't. But, see, when you have these conversations, you're bound to meet some resistance. But part of what I, what I try to do here is encourage a conversation. So, even if that in, the conversation is a conversation that... that that addresses the day-to-day struggles that people are having, again with depression or substance abuse, or or, or like I said, just just plain sadness, loneliness. You know, one of the things 
that contributes to um, depression is seclusion, being uh, not being around people. In fact, one of the things that, uh, you know, an observation about um, uh, heroin abuse, for instance, and, you know, they, um, there was a lot of heroin abuse uh, by Vietnam soldiers, soldiers in Vietnam. But how many of those people were able to break their heroin addiction when they came home and they got around family again? You know, when they were away and they were, you know, in, in this, the tensions of war and the seclusion of being uh, away from their families, it was um, easy to become addicted. So one of the best solutions for depression, for sadness, for loneliness is obviously being around people. So I encourage people to to reach out and to, you know, um, whether it's a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time or whether it's a family member, if you're struggling with loneliness, you know, if one thing, if you know somebody who's struggling with, with loneliness, by all means, reach out to them. But if you're struggling, um, reach out, even if it, even if it's to a child. So, as we as we finish this day, which is a calendar day at the you know the last day of December, and and people you know, look towards celebrating at midnight the you know the, the ball drop in in Times Square or in Buffalo or Niagara Falls or, or any place else. As you as you're celebrating the new year, keep in mind that there are people who are lonely, and there are people who are sad, and there are people who are uh, struggling with, uh, you know, uh, an ab- abusive childhood or abusive relationships, and we all can do more. So as we're battling with missing and murdered Indigenous women issues, and some of those issues are, are tied to, to to suicide, and they're certainly tied to abuse. So we all need to do more. And you know, so I look at, at going into the into the new year as an opportunity to um to expand our relationships and to uh bolster our relationships. Even with the people that we perhaps aren't uh haven't had much of a relationship with. We need to reach out. We need to reach out and we need to care. You know, as uh you know, one of the biggest problems that we have in the world today is is again seclusion is this idea that we can separate ourselves from uh from people and we we need we really do need to uh connect and you know i I talk about this a lot on the show is is the sense of community when i say sense of community i'm not just talking about proximity how close we live to each other i'm not talking geography i'm talking about relationships because we cannot argue or, or boast about native identity and not bolster our relationships within within our communities. We have to do more. And I know, look, I <laughs> three times a week I sit in front of a microphone and I'm not talking to, to a crowd of people looking back at me. I'm, I'm talking into the space. And I know some of you hear the messages and, 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 and then we have conversations. You know, I like to do live events because I can actually see people. And the conversations that, that I hope that or that I try to encourage or start here, I'm hoping some of you will have those conversations. Look, I, I did see some some posts this uh, uh, winding down the, this month where people opened up about some of their struggles. And I think that's a starting place. 
I know, and I know it's tough because I'm not saying Facebook is the best place to do it, or Twitter, or Instagram, or any of these others. But I do think we need to reach out, and we need to be receptive. We need to be receptive to the problems that that we may not see ourselves. I know it's easy to to say, well, I I can appreciate somebody struggling with cancer, but I'm not sure that I can appreciate somebody struggling with addiction or 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 even depression. Yeah, some of these things are really hard for people who ha- don't uh, who can't relate or who who don't want to relate to a struggle w- uh, with suicidal thoughts. But it's important. It's important that we do because nobody should have to lose a child or a sister or a brother or a parent due to a suicidal thought that gets that gets away from them or due to you know trying to escape reality through you know through an injection or through an, an overdose we need to find other ways to make ourselves happy and not just feel good but to be happy so as we wind this day down and we enter a new calendar year a new decade then i hope that we we take the opportunity to um reassert and reestablish and reaffirm perhaps relationships or start relationships that we that we haven't had all right we're at the bottom of the hour so we'll take a break we'll go, we'll go out with the charlie lowry song uh, dark water rising and uh we'll come back uh, and finish finish the show this is john kane this is let's talk native Lost a life Just like the first time 
Thanks for coming back. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Hey, <laughs> it's, it's funny. We, we were talking during the break. You know, we, when we go to break, sometimes we uh, we see the numbers drop off as far as the uh, people who are listening live. And look, I'm encouraged. Uh, you know, I didn't know how much of an audience we'd have on on a New Year's Eve. Um, uh, and look, I, I thank you guys for for tuning in and checking us out. Uh, but you know, when we go to a song. I mean, just bear with us. Uh, we, uh, we'll. I catch my breath, take a drink so I can uh, get my throat back and my voice back. But um, um, but anyway, so here we're we're back. Um, let me at this point, I want to I want to thank our sponsors and, and and it's really important. Look throughout the year, you know, I've got I've got sponsors who who support what I do on a weekly basis, and then a few that uh, that support monthly, and those are the guys, um, or the those are the companies, those are the people who enable us to do what we do here. But then there's other people throughout the year. You know, some people who throw a check in the mail. You know, I've got, you know, Stephen and VJ from New York. I've got Doc Shaw Bay. I've got you know, uh, my buddy Ed, um, uh, Harry Wallace, uh, Doc Shaw. I've got, you know, these people who who help out on a, on a you know, sometimes just out of the blue. You know, Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Trice. I mean, these are the folks who, who are willing to, you know, to throw a few dollars in uh, in an envelope or in a card uh, offer me a message of you know uh, support or encouragement, and you know you guys you guys help us do the show. But I also want to uh, thank all of you guys who share the show, and um, you know you guys who take time out to you know to to catch each you know a show twice a week or or listen to it after the fact, even if you're not catching it live. Uh, you know, I I do I really do appreciate those of you who take the time out to at least hear the conversation. I'm sure. That there are very few people thought I was going to use New Year's Eve as, uh, as a as a day to talk about suicide, you know, or um, about the, the the somberness or the 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 desolation of depression or um, substance abuse or whatever else. But you know, it, it started to weigh on me today. And again, you know, Kelly Fraser, um, the loss of my my friend Ben Carnes, uh, and and so and and just you know, obviously, I talked a lot about. Look, like I said, December is a tough month, but I also know that people sometimes they they try to make a statement, whether it's with their their partying or whether it's their substance abuse or or even with suicide, because suicide oftentimes is tied to um, getting at such a place in in depression that you you not only don't see life as an option. There's there can also oftentimes be a message that people want to send uh, you know send with it and and look a lot of times people start to go down that path and then change their mind but they they may have already done something that that put them in a bad way I'm saying we need we need to do more to to stop it we need to reach out and like I said with children it you know it may seem easy especially you know the the sweet innocent child the one that's that's fun to be around but you know there's also kids that struggle 
this idea of, of um, childhood suicide was unheard of a few years ago. In fact, the only place that the child suicides existed was on, was on native territories. Now there's more and more of them, including on, on on native territories. So we not only have to look at our own children, but but other children, and we have to be prepared, be prepared to to step up and help. So I mean that that is that is kind of my message, you know, uh, for this show and going forward as we go into into the new calendar year. I, I'm I'm hoping that we can we can put more emphasis on relationship building, more emphasis on on how we have um, you know how we expand our sense of community. That is my hope that we will do more and more of that. And so, um, if if this show, you know, if I if I hijacked what what people would expect of a, of a New Year's Eve show and turned it into this, then um, look, I, I want to apologize for it. I, I think it's it's important. And there are tough issues facing us. I mean, we, we have a lot of challenges. Like I said, we don't know what 2020 is going to bring in terms of economic calamity, uh, you know, climate change, the political unrest, social unrest, you know, global conflict. I mean, as much as I criticize the fact that, that native people enlist at a high rate, we, you know, we still do. We've got, we've got loved ones. We've got family members who are in the armed forces. And we don't know when some guy in Washington is going to decide to put them in harm's way. Not because they're defending liberty, but because somebody decided that, that there's a, a financial need, a national interest need. We see the conflicts that, that have grown out of not just racism and white supremacy, but this sense of nationalism. This idea that, that you know, that that there's a, a a class of people who have to look down on other classes of people to strengthen their nation, like their nation is tied to some some genetic markers, and we see that in, in lots of places. The United States, I mean, this that's what what the white supremacy movement is. We see it in in countries all over the world where the sense of nationalism and and trying to become more exclusive and 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 casting people in, into that role of the other. But those people we need to reach out to too. So. I mean, it's easy to bolster your current friendships. And as easy as, as easy as that is, we may not be doing enough of that, but it might be harder to reach out to the people who are not necessarily our friends. You know, when I do my show in New York, I take phone calls. I spend almost a full hour of phone calls each show. And when I do those phone calls, I know that I'm going to be met with some hostility from some people. And and I and I and I can be confrontational too, but then when I when I you know think back and I and I go to do the show the next time I says you know I'm glad somebody challenged me. I don't mean because they, you know because I was physically challenged or emotionally challenged, but but intellectually challenged. Because even if I can't convince somebody not to be angry at me or, or hateful or spiteful towards me or a comment that I said, perhaps somebody else who's hearing the conversation will. Say no, I don't want to be in that place. I don't want to get in that place. I, I, I can even if you can understand both sides of a, a you know, a, of a, you know, of a conflict. Perhaps viewing it from a distance enables you to, to to bridge the gaps, at least for you personally. There's nothing wrong with having a spirited debate on a subject, even on tough subjects. And and when I say a spirited debate, I don't I don't mean that we have to you know be be angry we can be emotional 
and we may have a we may have a reason for being emotional about you know um, um, healthcare or um, you know uh, children you know and uh, child welfare. We may be uh, have a, have a personal and emotional reason for being concerned about you know people who are on food stamps you know or uh, you know snap checks or whatever. We may be concerned about global conflicts because we do have loved ones who are in the military. So we may all have some personal reasons or our own experiences, what we've gone through in the past, whether we were, you know, uh, had, had carried or worn a uniform of, of military. Maybe that, that skews our view about how we should look, look uh, at the military going forward. Maybe our needs, uh, for, you know, for some social safety net uh, were met and now you know do we begrudge people who are in the same place or do we encourage people i i, I don't know what the circumstances may be but we all get to a place and we, and we form opinions that oftentimes are not based on 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 a reality but just perhaps just a, an, an emotion so i think we have to reach reach across one of the things that i that i do with this show and my show in new york is i try to offer a perspective not the native perspective because <laughs> let's be honest there's a lot of native people who don't agree with some of the things that i talk about here but i try to offer a perspective from somebody who's been involved in in many native communities i've i've traveled i uh i am well read i i i try to you know uh seek out truth in you know in a, in a world of fake news and, and propaganda i i try to cut through the bs of, of how history is taught I try to find some truth in that history, and and I offer my own um, deductions from that truth, but encourage others to have uh, to com- to make their own conclusions, or and then discuss them because it doesn't it doesn't make sense for us to all settle back into our corners, and and to to draw our own conclusions and then just stew about it. You know, I, I again when I talk about seclusion and this idea of, of of brooding over over an issue the best thing to do with something that we struggle with or or perhaps a view that angers us is to talk about it and i'm not just talking about um you know having a discussion because you're contemplating suicide but no matter what the circumstances trying to talk it out without trying to be argumentative but 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 trying to have a conversation and, and and asking you know how somebody else would view a similar situation or if anybody else has been through the same experience you know one of the things that that people do when they when they battle with substance abuse whether they go to you know these you know these these sessions these aa sessions or whatever else they hear other people's stories and it's not because misery loves company it's about knowing that you're not not alone in in the struggles that you that you're going through so i mean look even on on this show, we we've had a few people who were, who were struggling with substance abuse, and we all struggle with something. We all have our you know uh, we all have a monkey on our back over something, whether it's history, whether it's you know you know um, some guilt that we carry forward because of our own behavior or or something we should have done more to you know to prevent or you know or, or whatever. We, we have many opportunities throughout our life to do good. We don't always seize those opportunities to do good. Sometimes we, we, we weigh out the convenience of it. And oftentimes we, we, we live with a certain level of regret when we, when we know that there was a missed opportunity 
and I don't mean just a missed opportunity to make money or to, or to, you know, to, to advance yourself, but a missed opportunity to, to do something, an act of kindness. And that act of kindness could be something small. You know, sometimes it doesn't take much. I mean, we, you know, I don't know, some, if you live in Western New York and you're listening to the show, there's a woman who works in a toll booth on the, on the throughway, uh, who, once you've met this woman, once once she's been the one to take your money or give you give you your, your toll ticket, you she changes your whole day just because she's so she is so damn pleasant, and she's so engaging, and she'll call you sweetheart or baby or you know, and she and she's not just saying words. She is she 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 genuinely brightens a person's day just with a with a one minute conversation or, or a thirty second conversation going through a toll booth. So that one woman, and and she's she's kind of famous, she, you know. She's she's legendary in Western New York. Tiny black woman works in the toll booth, and she just brightens people's day every. I mean, I I, you know, I've I've driven through a, a toll that she's met, a man or or tended, I guess. Man might not be the right word. Um, many times, and and I'm and I always leave it with the same reaction. I feel like my day's been brightened. And she's not physically doing anything other than just being pleasant. So we all have an opportunity, even in the in the smallest of fashions, to brighten uh, you know brighten our own day and, and the day around us. So look, I'm not asking for a New Year's resolution, you know, or or a commitment, but I offer it as a suggestion that we at least look for the opportunities. To do good, and I don't mean big things. They could be small things. It could be holding a door. I mean, uh, it could be just doing the smallest of favors. For sure. And you know what? They don't always have to be an act of kindness that we need to get a response for. So, yeah, uh, again, what I suggest is that we all just do a little bit more in terms of reaching out to other people. And sharing some again, some some act of kindness. Look, I say at the beginning of the show that I don't do I don't give buffalo speeches and I and I don't do prayers. And you know, so when I when I hear people, you know, offer their thoughts and prayers on on Facebook and Twitter and you know, in in cards and letters and that kind of stuff. Maybe we need to offer more than thoughts and prayers. I you know, I say the same thing about voting, right? <laughs> Maybe we need to do a little bit more than just pull a lever once every two years or every four years. And maybe we need to do something more than, than offer thoughts and prayers. Maybe we need to do some actions. Maybe we, maybe there's an act of kindness or an act of resistance, whatever the, the case may be. As we go into the new calendar year, I, you know, I just put it out there that, that, that I just suggest that if, if that opportunity comes to, to take a stand, to decide whether you're going to buy this or that, or whether you're going to buy something at all, whether you're going to help somebody, whether you're going to tip somebody, whether it's you know dropping change in the, in the can of a, a of a homeless person, or a street musician, or whatever, whatever it might be, that we that we try to do a little more, not because it's going to be a heavy burden on us, and and look. It, it's reciprocating. Look, when you when you perform an act of kindness, it makes you feel a little bit better. And and look, even if you don't get the the immediate response that you you expect, 
it's hard to know. It's hard to know what how much a chain of events can 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 affect you know somebody's life. You know, I recall just walking down the street in New York, uh, a woman. Uh, you know, I, I watched a, a man approach a, an older woman walking down the street, and I reading the body language. I just came closer, and and all I did was get close enough to discourage what what turned out was was a guy who was trying to take money from this woman. I didn't beat him up. I didn't have to you know offer any real physical threat. I just showed up. I just walked a few steps closer. Sometimes we don't need to do much. We don't have to be superheroes. We just have to be a little kinder and a little bit more compassionate. So, you know, I, I, I again, I know in an hour people are going to be, you know, ready to, you know, count down the, you know, the ball drop on on television or and look, I've 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 done New Year's Eve in New York City. You know, I've I've been there and you know, so I um I got caught up in in, in a lot of the hype and that kind of stuff. Tonight I'll be it'll, it'll be quiet at home with my wife and I. As soon as I get out of here, <laughs> but uh, I do, you know, the, the significance of today or tonight, you know, and and after midnight is is that's not what's important, and we shouldn't put too much of an emphasis on you know on a count on a clock's countdown, but as we go forward as the new calendar year starts and we and we come into spring which is really the beginning of a, of a new year um i hope that we can all do a little bit more and we can all um spread a little more kindness a little more joy a little more happiness because the pursuit of happiness should not come at the expense of others because that's not pursuing happiness you cannot make yourself happy by making somebody else miserable even if you think that's the case it's not the case. And, and, and in fact, you can't see the success. You can't really see success if you don't see people around you succeeding. That's why, the, the, you know, I talk about the, the sense of community. Look, if you look at, you know, you know the, what, what comes out of the White House today, uh, as far as numbers, boasting about, you know, record-breaking stock market, uh, you know, rates and that kind of stuff, um, you know all you know uh, uh, unemployment and and all that other stuff. You know the numbers say one thing, but the but the facts of the matter is there's more income disparity. There are more losers and fewer winners, but the winners are winning bigger. The rich are getting richer. So uh, the, uh, there's there are fewer rich people, but they're getting richer, and so that balances up. I mean. Uh, it, there is more wealth accumulated in the top 1% than the bottom 50%. This is a problem. You cannot have this level of inequity, of income disparity, of wealth disparity. Of, uh, you, know, you can't have such disparity. You can't have success if that success is born on the back of people who are not succeeding. So we can look at it in, 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 you know, in, a, in the macroeconomics uh, viewpoint. Or you can just look at your neighbors. And if you're not doing something to help your, your, your family, your friends, and your relatives, if you're not taking the opportunity to help somebody else succeed in so, at some level, then you can't be successful. Because your success 
cannot really be success if people around you are struggling. And, and look, and you can see this in wealthy people, and you can see this in uh, in people who are struggling. So, you know, again, my message going into 2020, and, you know, look, we've got a, I put a calendar up on my uh, my screen, so um, I realize that the that these dates and these calendars are, are arbitrary from a native standpoint, from, you know, from, from, from most people's standpoint. It's just something we used to chart, you know, the, the days of the week and the year and that kind of thing. As we go into this new year, this new decade, and we know that there's some things that are going to happen in this in this upcoming year. There's going to be an election uh, in in you know a U.S. election that's going to be significant. And although I won't participate in it, I know that it affects me. But I also know there's going to be a lot of BS thrown out there, and there'll be people fighting from the right and from the left. And we, those of us who are neither right nor left, have to navigate the lives that we live, because that's our environment. It's not because it's our system. But capitalism, you know, um, the the U.S., you know, system, the, the, the settler colonialism, whatever you want to call it, that is our environment. And we have to know how to navigate that environment. Just, just like we would have to navigate a, you know, a wilderness environment, we have to navigate the, the jungle environment of, uh, you know, of man. So we have to figure out how we get through. And we have to know how to interact with each other. Not just native to native, but native to non-native. So I encourage everybody who goes into the new year to be willing to have a conversation. And 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 maybe some tough conversations. This was this show tonight was um probably not what, what most people expected. In fact, as I sorted out what I was going to talk about today. I struggled with the idea of talking about suicide and um, and depression and substance abuse on a day that some people want to go out and celebrate. I don't, I don't want to take the wind out of everybody's sails because celebration isn't the problem. the The problem is is the is the struggles that you know the the people who can't celebrate or the people who will celebrate in spite of the stuff that they're struggling with. You know, we had we had snow come through, so we have we have weather issues tonight. So I worry about people on the roads. I worry about those people who are struggling with with substance abuse and depression, especially on holidays, because sometimes holidays and that's a strange word, but sometimes holidays can can just um, add pressure to people who are struggling. I hope I hope this one doesn't, and I look forward to the new year. And I, and and although I've got to look forward to the new year. With some people that I lost this year, and and the likelihood is, you know, there are people, loved ones that I'll that I'll lose in the next calendar year. But I'm also watching my grandchildren grow, and and I'm and the friends that they have, and the and the, and the families that uh, that we've connected through through you know not just my my children's generation but my grandchildren's generation. The cycle continues, so I want to thank you uh, for for listening to this show. I want to wish you. A happy new year. Um, I want to congratulate you for for making it through, you know, uh, through the last decade, making it through this last year. And I encourage people to um, to do the best they can as they go forward. Don't let go. We'll see you. We'll see you on the other side. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Yahweh.